You're listening to the DFS On Deck Podcast, brought to you by LineStar, the top-rated DFS tool set and number one companion for DraftKings, FanDuel, and Yahoo Daily Fantasy. Go LineStar Premium now at LineStarApp.com. Now, here are your hosts, fantasy baseball experts Joe Pizzapia and Chris Meany. Hey, yo, what's up, everybody? It's me, Joey P, Joe Pizzapia, and welcome to On Deck right here on the Line Star app. It is me, it is Chris Meany, and it's you, and we are here talking fantasy baseball DFS right here on the Line Star app. My goodness, Chris, weekend edition, we're doing it here Saturday. Usually we pre-record this, but I was at FSGA because clearly I'm a very important person. Uh, in the industry, and I have to be there. I had a little draft on Thursday night. That was a good time. Nice. And Chris Meany flying solo. Uh, did you miss me, Chris? I, that's the big question. I did miss you. Uh, it was <laughs> it was a little weird to you know relay my thoughts and then not get your thoughts back and just continue to roll on. You I complete was... me. That's <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's what it is. Just like it's funny. I was. I think there was a point in the show where I was rambling a little bit and I was just like, I really need Joe to keep me in line. I think I jumped around. What I did was talking about some value pitchers. That's what it was. I was talking about some value pitchers and like Anibal Sanchez and then Velasquez and then I was really nuts, you know, suggesting Michael Walker. But I was jumping around to those guys. I was like. Oh, I really need Joe to keep me in line here, but uh, I'm right. glad everything well, you know, went good for everyone you. Everyone uh, thinks I'm here right. just because of my boyish charm and and, <laughs> and uh, dashing good looks, but I'm here to keep everything on track, keep things rolling for everyone. We got a big weekend ahead of us here of MLB DFS, and uh, Chris already nailed it with the home run calls yesterday because I heard, and then I got on the train last night on the way home from the conference, and I see. Not one, not two, not three, but four. Four home runs from the three guys Chris gave you. So Amazing. that's pretty, pretty good right there. I'll, I'll take four home runs from three guys. I mean, that's more home runs than people he gave you, for the love of God. I mean, I that is... I, well I was done. telling Dan too, like uh, if you want to give Joe one Dan of these, Dan must think that we are like some sort of witches or something. He must think that we like sit around the cauldron and like put all these weird things in and mix them around. It's like very Harry Potter kind of thing that we're doing, something like that. Yeah, it was very strange. Yeah, so I gave one for you and I gave a third one there for just uh, the the good folks at home listening for like I said about thirty five minutes for me rambling by myself. But yeah, Lourdes Gurriel Jr. is just on one heck of a run. Uh, you know, my buddy Gary and Thorne says, <laughs> "Girls, one sixty WR." C plus would only trail Mike Trout if he had enough at bats to qualify in the American League. He's and just on one. It's funny because a that's a guy who's really not panned out in several call ups before this. Right. We yeah. saw a bunch of Guriel last year and he did not look good. And then we saw early Guriel this year and it did not look good. He and now all of a sudden he's a house on fire. Yeah, he couldn't throw to first. Yeah. He at, at one point he couldn't even throw the ball from second to first, and he's playing in the outfield. He has five outfield assists already since his call up. Like he is just, it's unbelievable, and it's cool to see like a player just go back and figure it out and come up because there was some hype surrounding him for sure. So yeah, we got him. We got Matt Olson. But overall, you know, it wasn't a great day for DFS, at least um, from some of the advice that I was giving and from some of the picks. There were a lot of upsets. <laughs> I'll be honest about that. No, listen, listen through these upsets. So the Giants beat the. Diamondbacks, um, the Rockies beat Hinjin Ryu and, and the Dodgers. The Brewers lost to the Pirates. The Astros pulled one out again. Luckily, I mean, they got two runs. They got one late and they got a second one, but really they couldn't do anything against Tommy Malone. The White Sox beat Jose Barrios. The, the Miami Marlins beat the Phillies. The Braves, which 
let's be honest, they're considered an upset. They went into New York, beat DeGrom. They did Sirocco on the hill. That was an upset. The Reds beat the Cubs. Uh, Hamels, he left early. That was an upset. Washington barely beat Detroit, hung around. <laughs> Texas was an upset over over Tampa. And then Baltimore crushed, crushed Cleveland. And Clevenger, 13 to nothing. There yeah, were all I, kinds I, of upsets across the board yesterday. And not and that a lot happens. of offense. That's That's baseball, and that's why baseball is the toughest nut to crack. So yeah. the fact that we have... And I can and I can say this very confidently. The fact that we have had so much success on this show is almost kind of staggering. I mean, you and I kind of talk about it offline a lot where we really just we surprise ourselves sometimes with how consistent we've been yeah. because baseball is just a very, very tricky DFS sport. It really is. Basketball, far more predictable. Football, far more predictable. Oh, yes. Yes. Baseball, tricky. Baseball, hard. When there's very 70% hard. failure rate built into the best guys. And then you have the strange one-offs, you have the weather situations, you have the things that happen in-game that affect it so much um, from a pitching standpoint sometimes. Guys who get blisters, you know, umpires who can affect the game. You know, we can love a pitcher, and then he has a terrible umpire with a terrible strike zone, and it ruins everything that was absolutely right about the analysis. And that's that's the thing about baseball that's so different from the other sports is the incredible impact of all the other things it's not to say that there isn't impact from football from the referees or injuries of course there is but baseball was so many plays and so many pitches and so many you know so many small little things so many nuances that so much can go wrong that when you get things so consistently right that's why you need the line star app because it puts you in the position to be successful more often than not it flips that 70 30 i feel like where the 70-30 failure rate is 70% failure, I feel like it's 70% success when you're working with the Line Star app and with the tools that big guys offer here. And we're very lucky to be a part of this here. And super excited for football, too, because football's oh, around the corner. And I can't wait to be back for that, talking football, talking wagering at FSGA, the big thing about all those sports wagering and all that stuff and how much that's grown. And, and we're going to be part of that last year. If you didn't listen to the show, we crushed that, too. We had a magical run there too with the Carolina Panthers and a couple other upsets that we yeah. were just banging out on a weekly basis. But uh, that's been terrific. So we're let's get into today's slate. Let's get into Saturday and then we'll do Sunday too. Uh, here in the afternoon, we got Tanaka and Rick Porcello uh, locking up there in the London game. Now I didn't get to see much of this because I was you know out and about yesterday. But uh, how did the London ballpark play yesterday? I was curious. Well, this is just the first one. This oh, it the wasn't. They weren't. So it's just a two games. So, yeah, you didn't miss games. anything. Right. Two okay. Well, I do nothing. I, there you go. I'm hearing that <laughs> the ballpark is going to be pretty tiny. Um, I don't have. I think it's like 380 straight to center, roughly. Um, so, I well, I this think... is why I was fading this whole series altogether, because the unknown of that ballpark factor. Yeah. I mean, I would always kind of lean towards the offense in that scenario because for, I don't, sure. I, for two reasons. The, the They're creating a mound. So that's always a weird thing when you're building a mound. I saw the whole thing because you never know how pitchers feel about a brand new mound like that and getting yeah. comfortable. And also it's 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 the whole thing. The travel, everything is is wacky. So me personally, I'm fading away from all those games. If you want to get in offensively, that's fine. Yeah, uh, it's 385, Zach, Joe, 385 three yeah. right straight three to center. Uh, but but I mean, you can't get involved in this game anyway. It's just the way it's it's all set up on DraftKings and FanDuel. It's just for your play. Well, I even meant from like a betting standpoint. Like if you Oh, yeah. I, I mean, like I would that. jump on the over. I mean, at that three, three. That's what I mean. I would bet on the. Well, that's what I mean. I would bet on. That's what I'm saying is like if you want to bet on the bats, that's what I meant rather than the players in particular. All right, Zach Plesac, Andrew Kashner, uh, in this four o'clock game here. Now, obviously, you mentioned yesterday was an upset. So my question to you is, 
do things kind of right themselves. And Andrew Kasher, we all know, is good at uh, writing the ship and giving up the uh, giving up the ship, so to speak. Yeah, I mean, there was a couple of pitchers yesterday that we that I had suggested would be decent under the radar calls. And I know you were on Lance Lynn over at the TQ over at TQE and he was phenomenal yesterday again. And the other was John means. I mean, there's no surprise. really shouldn't be any surprise at this point for John no, not to go out there and pitch a gem. And that's what he did. Well, and Lynn, Lynn was a no brainer. And that's why when I wrote him up, I thought that was, and look, if you're, you know, there's an alternate thing here, Chris and I also do articles at the other site too. So can't ever get enough of that, but you know, it's look, it's Texas this weekend certainly has some opportunities here. And the Cubs are another team, and we'll get to them in a bit. Yeah. Uh, Homer Bailey and Marcus Stroman are in the 4 o'clock. You've also got Brandon McKay and Adrian Sampson. You've got Jose Quintana and Luis Castillo. And Zach Eflin and Yamamoto, who's uh, on quite a roll. Uh, then you get later on in the 4 o'clock at 410, you got Austin Voth and Gregory Soto and Julio Tehran, Stephen Matz. A ton of 4 o'clock games here for a Saturday. Usually you have a, a little smaller group. And then finally, Michael Pineda and Ivan Nova will be the last of the early games. Now, when I'm looking at this, I'm telling you, I'm actually really feeling that there's going to be some offense in this uh, this Reds-Cubs game. Uh, Luis Castillo is one of my favorite pitchers. I make no bones about that, but he's been walking the house lately. He's been giving up some home runs. Jose Quintana has not been good in the last couple starts. So that's one to seriously keep an eye on because I think that there's opportunity there for some offense. So I'm actually going to load up. I'm going to do my best to get my pieces of the even the Cubs, who I think are going to be low owned in this one today. And I don't think they should be because people will see Castillo and automatically just go, oh, I'll move away from that. But I think guys like Javier Baez, who's still just 3.5, really have to be built in a stack. I really feel strongly about Baez this weekend. Yeah, there's definitely going to be a lot of runs scored. I would agree with you there. I mean, Castillo has been great. It's just the walks. Um, you know, he's he's just struggled with his command, and that definitely gets him in trouble. So six and a half is the team implied total, and it's, it's the highest of all these teams. I mean, Braves and Braves and Matt, um, you know, the Mets have just moved up to ten. I'm seeing now it would open up at nine and a half. So some runs if you're playing on the Fanduel side. We we've talked about this before, guys. That just get back in the lineup. Scooter Jeanette. I know the lefty lefty is is not ideal, but um, the Reds lineup is confirmed right now, and he's in it. He's in that six spot so the reds are cheap there's gonna be some runs um and you know what the jays too the jays are, are a cheap stack i mean you don't well, that's have... the other way they were yeah. they were next on my list dude because the same reason yeah. on fanduel you got vlad guerrero at 3.1 which by the way have you seen the splits on vlad at dh versus playing the field it's incredibly different much I better mean... with him at, at dh i would assume <laughs> no the no? opposite much really? better on the field yeah okay he's, he's not game, he maybe. is well, and I and I, that is one of those things, and I've heard many a player talk about it. It's very difficult to get that that change where you're not involved in the game and you get up to play. He's actually not been good at DH. He's been outstanding when he's been in the field. So those times where I try to get the bat in the lineup or you know give him a little break, it's actually not helping him. So just check that out and see where he is if he's in the field or not today as the lineups come out. But Bijo three five Guriel at three seven who's red hot. I mean, there's no reason not to get involved in this game, too, against Homer Bailey, who, you know, I mean, we all know Roger Center is a good offensive ballpark, so that's a positive. But, you know, that even even on the other side of this one, too, I mean, Hunter Dozier has been good since he's been back at 3-6. Yes. Um, you know, Solaire's in that lineup, too, at 3-1 as a discount. So I look for some runs in that one as well. What do you think of this Eflin matchup against Yamamoto? Because Yamamoto's been very good. The Phillies lineup has not been very good. I know they had some opportunity against the Mets, but <laughs> that's, you know... That's the Mets. So um, what are your thoughts on this one? Can Yamamoto be another one of these guys, too, that uh, kind of flies under the radar? At uh, uh, He's 8.5 on FanDuel, 9.1 on DK. 
Yeah, I think he can. And I like him. Uh, you know, Castillo at the top, 11-2, won't go there. Stroman, I actually have a lot of respect for. He just doesn't strike a lot of guys out. I mean, this guy, if he um, has another outing where he allows fewer than three runs, his ERA is sub three. Like, he has been a really good pitcher for the Jays, the one lone bright star for this team. Like, he really has. Um, but I won't go there in terms of strikeouts. So you, you jump into that next tier, and what are you looking for? You're looking for some Ks. And Yamamoto has been legit in his three starts and one already came against the Philly squad. So, I mean, he has 19 strikeouts and in 19 innings. He's only given up seven hits in those 19 innings. And he had two back-to-back shutout performances against the Cardinals, which is tough to do for a young pitcher to face <clears> a team <throat> at the same time, five days uh, apart from each other. So I like it. Line star loves him too. Line star has him as the highest projected pitcher on the early slate. And that's given him a lot of credit. And I think it's deserving. I think so too. Cause the early slate is not, staggeringly good for pitchers but um but looking at it forward too even when you get into a little bit later in the four o'clocks um it's hard not to like the value you're getting on FanDuel with the top of that Mets lineup too with uh McNeil at three four and Alonzo at just four which I think is a great value I think McNeil Alonzo Conforto is a great trio to get involved with and then you've got the twins who will be chalky but at the same time uh you know still struggling Joe yeah, well, they are a little bit. They are, but you know who's who's helpful with that? Ivan Nova. <laughs> Ivan Nova is yeah. super helpful when things aren't going right, just in life. You know, <laughs> you just want to call up Ivan Nova and then just beat on him. Just beat on him. Just get a bat and just pound on him until submission. But I, I think that it, it'll still be a chalky one because you'll look at it. People will be in on Polanco and Cruz and, and maybe even yeah. Crone. Yeah, and yeah. it's not wrong, but there's definitely other ways. The pitching, like you said, is a little bit is a little bit tougher. This and, and that's why Yamamoto to me on Saturday is certainly one to look at. Let's go into the evening slate too, and then we'll turn the page to Sunday. Uh once we get into the evening, we'll start here with the eight eight fifteen start. Clayton Kershaw in Colorado against John Gray. You're getting a, a pretty good discount on Kershaw on FanDuel, just nine K. I would take it. We've seen a fair amount of guys, and I'll tell you, it's even better on uh, DK. It's 8-7. I'm going to take it. I know Gray yeah. was good in his last start, but that was the Giants. That's not the Dodgers. I think Kershaw can be good enough there, and I think he's, I don't want to say a lock for a W, but I think that they're going to outscore Colorado. I really do. So what's your feelings on this one? Do you take the Clayton Kershaw discount, or do you think it's a trap? I'm taking it. I, I say the same thing I said yesterday, and I think it's to get a piece of both. With Hinge and Rio, like it didn't work out, but we took it was a, he's a very similar price. I said I think you should have a share and jump on this value. And on the flip side, I think you should jump on Rocky's bats, try to be a contrarian. And yesterday, having Michael Walker in my lineup, you know, worked out because I was able to just stack this game and get pieces of it. And I just feel like you should be involved with the Dodgers at this point. I know that guys like Max Muncy is extremely expensive in Cody Bellinger. But Muncy is on just a heck of a run right now. I mean, he smashed another ball yesterday. I think he has three homers in this series. So I think you get a piece Even of Jock this Peterson, who's five. You know, yeah. That's I another mean, one, he, too, at the top of that order. Lefty bat. Yeah, yeah smashes righties. I think he's like, I think it's him and Fran Mel Reyes and maybe Bellinger up at the top in terms of his home runs against righties right there. So, yeah, I, to answer your original <laughs> question, I think you jump on the value in, in Kershaw. On what is a slate that's really kind of, you know, underwhelming. Like, where else are you going to go? Like, you can go Granky on the road if you want. Verlander at home is going to be very, very chalky. And he's a lot more expensive than a guy. Yeah, well, he's 11.5 so on DraftKings. So, certainly, you got to pay up there. You know what was shocking to me when the pricing came out was, and he's 11.5 on both sides, by the way, was the Brandon Woodruff price difference. Because you got 9-1 over on FanDuel 
which is a proper price, and yes. then 8-1 on DK. You're getting a huge discount on Brandon Woodruff. I don't care if the ownership's high. He's been very – he has been so good this year, Chris. The strikeout-to-walk ratio has been brilliant. He's got a really good matchup here against Pittsburgh. I see no reason not to throw everything in there with Brandon Woodruff today. He's my favorite pitcher in terms of return on investment. I, I can't – you know, he's even been better at home, so don't let the home thing really kind of fool you. I think he had one bad start, maybe two there all year. But the K-walk ratio has been there. Last time we saw him, what was he dropping? 12 strikeouts last yeah. Sunday, I think it was. I mean, it was yeah. just, he's just been fantastic. So uh, to me, it's all the Brandon Woodruff you can possibly get. And if you're looking to get away from the Colorado game, <clears throat> I think against Jordan Lyles today, you have a lot of opportunity there where if you want to spend up or maybe do alternate lineups where you have spent up in Colorado, spend up with Yelich and Mustakas today. I think you can flip out the Bellingers and Muncie's of the world with Mustakas and Yelich against Lyles and, and come away pretty happy. Yeah, and I think I, I would feel, and this is just a guess, that the DFS community has been playing all week and been playing Brewers for the past. I'm talking about a little bit of a skid from them for for the past ten days or so, and then the Astros, who you know, couldn't do anything against Pittsburgh, struggled yesterday, have another lefty in Kikuchi. I wonder if people just shy away and they're just like, you know what, I'm done spending five something for Springer or Bragman, or, you know, these guys that are just not under underperforming. So I, I feel like with recency bias, you just jump on them, and I don't get the price of Brandon Woodruff at all. I mean, you're sitting there no. staring and at dude, all the DraftKings, <clears throat> he just jumps out. Let me tell page. you. Here, here's what you do too. You get Dakota Hudson in that same lineup because he's been excellent lately. Has he ever? And I and he's going against San Diego, and everyone's going to see Chris Paddock, and everyone's going to fade automatically Dakota Hudson. They're not going to pay attention to him. Woodruff and uh, Dakota Hudson on DK is the play tonight. I'm telling you right now on Saturday, that's the way you want to go. Uh, that I'm in on it, so that's four, that's three, my bird. bearing. The rest of your lineup too. If you do that, you got four. Three, well, you uh, and that, that is. Yeah, you get one guy in there as a discount, and then all of a sudden, boom, you're in Milwaukee, you're in Colorado for the rest of it. And yeah. that that's money, man. That's where you want to be. You find that one or two discount bats, and it's not hard to do. But Dakota Hudson's okay. been very good of late. This one's on the road, but it doesn't matter. I think he can go and take it to San Diego. I really like Dakota Hudson tonight. I know that sounds crazy, but he's no, been on a good run. If you go look at the last couple crazy. starts, he's been excellent. Well, yeah, also, the pricing really has been terrific, too. I mean, I'll still go with Brandon Woodruff with 9-1 tonight. Even in, in cash, I think it plays. Yes. Uh, Dakota Hudson, I think, is a little bit of a pivot there. I just worry about the strikeouts. But I'll, I'll still take Woodruff. I think Woodruff will play in cash. I think Woodruff will play in tournaments. Either one, I think that that flies. All right, let's Listen, move on Joe, to Sunday's. Go, go, go ahead, Joe, it's the same. It just, you know, to hammer that point home again, it's the same philosophy as yesterday with Michael Walker. Like, we didn't get a lot of strikeouts, but he did enough, enough innings and to limit the damage it allows you to get those other bats. So like, I love the call. I think Hudson and Woodruff is, is definitely the play tonight. To and especially stuff. from an ownership standpoint, Chris, people are going to see Paddock and not going to even consider Hudson just because right. it's built into them because Paddock's been the exactly. story of the year. Yeah. So you're going to get a lot of that where people look at that and say, Oh, well, it's Chris Paddock and he's back now. And yeah. you know, last art was pretty good or whatever. It's no, 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 no. Then we got Sunday morning baseball. In London, which is fun. Uh, I'll say this. From a betting standpoint, I like Eduardo Rodriguez against the Yankees. He's got a really good career. It's it's not a small sample. It's 12 starts where he's been pretty darn good against the Yankees in his career. So if you're looking for a sneaky little betting play, I think it's uh, it's a Boston potentially even considered an upset against the Yankees there. Sure. I mean, they definitely could beat the Yankees and it might be considered an upset in Vegas, but we know that it wouldn't be one. No, it's, I'm telling you right now. That's and 
it's a weird time and all these other things where I just think everyone's going to be off by the time the second day. I feel like the adrenaline's going to be there the first day. And then the yeah. second day is a big letdown. So it's a weird <laughs> time for them, too. So it'll be like yeah. t- it's an afternoon game for them after they, they would play a Saturday night. And it's obviously new surroundings yeah. for them. That's going to favor the pitcher. Yeah, for and sure. And that's going to favor Eduardo Rodriguez. So I would say it's worth a shot. If you're looking for a shot to take that nobody's on necessarily or less people, yeah. that's the shot. All right, let's do the one o'clock here. Shane Bieber against Gabriel Yanoa, Brad Keller and Sanchez. Then you got John Lester against Desclafani. Arietta, Trevor Richards, and Jesse Chavez, who was really good for you last time against Blake Snell. Max Scherzer on the board, obviously. Garrett Cole, too, at the 2 o'clock. So let's stick with the 1 o'clocks here. Scherzer, Chavez, Snell, obviously some of the you know names we're looking at. But John Lester's the one I want to highlight in Cincinnati. Now, we've talked about Lester a lot. At home, he's been very good. Even his last start when we were a little afraid to go there, he was very good again at home. I'm going to roll with him in Cincinnati for two reasons. Number one, Reds have struggled against lefties. And number two, he's pitched very well against the Reds in his career, period. So that's going to play whether it is in Chicago or in Cincinnati. This is one of my favorite, again, cost-effective pitchers on the day slate or a secondary pitcher if you do want to go up to the guys like Shane Bieber or the guys like Scherzer. I think there's going to be a lot of fading of Scherzer personally uh, where you're going to see a lot of people drop down to Bieber, which makes sense. But I think you can easily put in a Lester and Scherzer lineup with some pretty good offense around there. Now, what do you think about uh, Lester? You think I'm crazy? No, but the stats might bear it out. They really do. Yeah, the the home road splits are they seem to be an issue, but the Reds' offense is not phenomenal. It's not fantastic. Yeah, they scored some runs on Friday night, but I mean, Hamels was knocked out of that game because of an injury, and I think they just they just had that one big inning. So yeah, Lester can go in there and get the job done. Absolutely, the offense can get the job done against Desclafani to give him the, you know the upside for a win. I wouldn't fade Scherzer at all. I mean, I don't care if this guy's 13K a revenge game in Detroit against a team that strikes out the most in baseball. I think this guy could rack up 15, 16 strikeouts. I'm not even being like over the top here. Like that's something that he could definitely do in on, on a slate like this. The Tigers are just not good. I mean, watching that team, they're just awful. They can't do anything. They're in the bottom three or four in every single offensive category, especially like power categories like ISO and WOBA and WRC plus, like all of those. Like it's so Scherzer to me is you get him in there and you know, Jesse Chavez is interesting. Do you know what his ERA is the month of May and June? No, I think it's a wild guess. It's point uh, two point four. No, no, it's point four. <laughs> well, I'll go. I and I will go down this well again. <laughs> I mean, Blake Snell has shown you nothing. The Tampa offense has been dreadful. And, and I Texas absolutely... is the hottest team in baseball right now. They're three and a half back of the And they just got Joey Gallo answer. back this past week. So yes. to me, I'm looking at this one. Dude, I agree with you 100% there. I'm, I'm going to go right against Blake Snell. I don't care. Austin Meadows has a 600 OPS in the month of June. He's got zero home runs. He's falling off a cliff. Snell's falling off a cliff. I feel like Tampa is basically imploding this month. And, you know, that's a dangerous thing to do when you're a small market team at this time of year. This is not the time to be imploding. If you're going to implode, implode in September, not in June, because of the trade deadline looming in July, people are going to start looking, going, well, are we really contenders? Probably not. Okay, let's sell off. But I'm with you. Chavez to me, Lester, there's your tournament lineup right there. Anything else here you want to talk about in terms of offense? Are you looking for Cleveland? Are we going uh, back to – I'm thinking we kind of go back to that Kansas City well a little bit about against Aaron Sanchez too. Yeah, I think it's a good call to go and and go again. And you know, Jorge Soler gave him a shout out for you yesterday. Uh, he just continues to be cheap. So I, I mean, the- cheap, effective power. 
Absolutely. You know? And all of his power, most of his power, I, I think maybe off the top of my head, like 17 or 22, just from talking yesterday's stats, have, his home runs have been against right-handed pitching. And Aaron Sanchez is not good. So I think if you're if you're going to pay up for Lester and Scherzer, which you probably should, maybe you want some salary relief on Chavez, you get a little you know mix with the three. And it'll allow you to, you know, Kansas City bats, a couple of them will allow you to, you know, go elsewhere, whether it's Dozier, whether it's Solaire, those guys in the meat of the order, you know, I think it's important to just really pay up with those two pitchers. So that will allow you to do that and get some of those guys in there too. And, and you know what, with Texas, I wonder, I think people will shy away from Texas with Snell. Who knows? Like Snell is no, oh, so no, bad, not maybe not, but Texas is, you need to continue to attack Snell. I think that if I you're getting discount on, on, any, on bats in Texas, I take it. I'm taking it with uh, Elvis Andrews for sure. Yeah. This one. That's the guy that pops up the most to me because it, it is a lefty. Like, yeah, yeah, you know, I get it. And, you know, the Mazaras and Gallows of the world and stuff. But, Maybe you know, Santana guys like Andrews, switch hitters like Estrubal Cabrera, certain guys like that. Yeah, Santana. Like, I think I think you go there with some of the lesser yes. names. Like, maybe not the power guys, but maybe a little bit more of the contact guys. And, you know, I just, I don't know, man. I just, Blake Snell right now does not look right. And it hasn't yeah. looked right for a while. And everyone's been panicking and season long. And I don't blame them. Uh, Garrett Cole did not have a big strikeout performance earlier this week. I think that changes here against the Mariners. I think he will. Uh, it'd be very weird to see Garrett Cole go two starts in a row without big-time strikeout numbers because I don't think that's happened all year. So keep an eye on that. Then you got Giolito also in the 2 o'clock games here. Do you go with Giolito coming off one of his shakier starts of the year against the Twins who are a little shaky? Or do you play the oppo here with Kyle Gibson, Meany? Yeah, I maybe play. I maybe play the Oppo with Gibson. To be honest with you, I as much as the White Sox strike out, I still just have some respect for their lineup, like guys like Jimenez and Abreu. And I know Mankata's been in and out of the lineup over the past couple of days, but I have a little bit of respect for them. Like they, they, they're a little, a bit of a scary offense, if that makes any sense. But. I, I'm just going to shy away from that game altogether and pitching. Like I, I get maybe being a little bit contrarian and going with Lucas Giolito as in a bounce back spot, but the twins don't strike out a whole lot. And I know that they're struggling at the plate, but they just make a lot of contact. And, and there's just other guys here like, like Scherzer and Lester and Garrett Cole that I'd much rather get involved in. Like Garrett Cole is, he should be able to have a lot of success against that heavy left-handed uh, batting lineup in, in Seattle. So that's, that's where I'd go. I'd rather just spend my money up at Cole or, you know, right. Trying to and, and look, and when you're looking on, at this day slate too, you're gonna have you're gonna have to take shots on guys like like Jesse Chavez because you got Colorado in play in the afternoon, which is right. always fruitful. Uh, and it's got Chichi Chichi Gonzalez pitching, so mm-hmm. those Dodger bats hopefully, and now even Kenta Maeda, like he doesn't scare me in that ballpark either. So I think there's gonna be a ton of runs in that game. And then looking at Zach Davies and Stephen Brault, I think a fair amount in that Milwaukee contest as well. So. It's going to be real tough to go with Giolito and Cole in this one. That's why, like I pointed out earlier, Jesse Chavez, John Lester, those are the guys you've really got to take under strong consideration here. I don't love Trevor Richards, but, you know, see what see what Philly does on Saturday and if they kind of go to sleep again because we've seen this with Philly where they wake up for a short period and then they fall right back into hibernation, and that is not a good look for them. All right, let's get to the 4 o'clock here. Uh, we were dead on about Bumgarner's start earlier in the week. He was terrific at home. I think he'll be terrific again against the Diamondbacks. I think he'll obviously outlast Robbie Ray, five and two-thirds. So um, that's a no-brainer for me. I think that's a safe cash game play. It might even hunt in the tournaments, but Andrew Heaney will probably be equally expensive against the A's. I prefer Bumgarner to Heaney because I think he'll be uh, just a little bit, you know, I, I don't know. I just That that A's lineup always can show up, and Absolutely. when they do – that's a tough one. And is, and I really like Heaney, but I think that's the way to look at it. And then you got Lucchese against Mikolas, who 
is not very good. So as much as I like Dakota Hudson the day before, I would like to troll Mikolas and go with Joey Lucchese, who's got some strikeout ability of his own. He's at home here against the Cardinals, another team that's kind of not been able to maintain consistency this year. So what are your thoughts on the four o'clock games here? Where are you looking for offense? Where are you looking for pitching? Yeah, I th- I mean, I think you nailed it. Lucchese may be that other value guy if you get in on, on the whole entire slate. Oh, and, yeah, on the whole day right. to get Lucchese yeah. in a second. That's a good because call. Because trying to look for some value, you're right, at pitching, and there's not a whole lot outside it's of tough. Jesse It's like the high-end guys and then the guys you don't want to touch. Yeah. And then there's a couple in the middle, and there's and I think out of the couple in the middle, there's a, there's a few that's worth a look. You're right. If you expand out, maybe that's the way to do it, to get Lucchese as a secondary guy. And I'll tell you what, that Padre lineup will probably be – Decent enough on Fandle as it always is. Yeah, for to allow sure. you to get some of the other bats in Milwaukee, some of the other bats in Colorado against yeah. Mikolas. I, I'm all over that man. That guy's like, forget it. You know? No, yeah, huge contact guy. <laughs> and Fernando Tatis had another bomb the other day. What an um, unbelievable start to his career he's had. You know, great year really, for rookies. Great I mean, year, really. Pete Alonso came up yesterday. Met record. Hira's came back. Keep an eye on that, too, because we all know FanDuel pricing when guys yeah, come up. You want to guess? It's always behind. So yesterday uh, on DraftKings, he was 2-4. He was 2-4 on FanDuel oh, yesterday, and he was like 4-6 on DK. It was unbelievable. Yeah, DK was all two, over four? it. Yeah, 2-4. He was cheap. He was... He was uh, come on. Basically the cheapest you could get in there. Now, he didn't do much, but um, it doesn't matter. And just... He doesn't need to do much. Let's just take a look at his Friday price here just quickly um, as we go back Friday. Just taking a look because we obviously don't know the price on Saturday. So on, um, he's 2-5 now. My bad. Oh, he's 2-5 now. He went up $100. No, he's 2-5 on Friday or on Saturday against Jordan Lyles. And and DraftKings is all over it. I mean, they got him at 4000 which is still pretty cheap considering what he's done and what he can do. But, yeah, um, the Padres, Tatis. Manny Machado, these guys are are cheap on FanDuel for sure. Uh, you know, Fran Reyes, all his powers come against right-handed pitching, and he's he's basically free over there as well. So I'd I'd get a piece of that. I think you're right about Bumgarner as well. Him and Lester should be paired in this inside. If you're looking at the entire slate as a whole, like you're going to have Cole and Scherzer up at the top in terms of pricing, and it's probably going to go next to Bieber and then Giolito. So I think you'll have some value there with guys like Lester and Bumgarner. Maybe it's low nines. High mid eights. I think that's great value. I'd much rather have Bumgarner than Andrew Heaney. And I know it's a small sample size, but Andrew Heaney has a 57% fly ball rate, which is crazy. It would be by far the highest fly ball rate in baseball if he had the innings to qualify. He's yeah, been dangerous with guys like Chris Davis of the who time. Hit a ton of fly balls. Ton yeah. of fly balls, fifty percent of the time, and he's already given up eight bombs and six starts. So I think you can continue lefty on lefty. Doesn't matter. Matt Olson has five homers against Angels pitching so far this year. He had three in the first two games of the series. Chris Davis, Matt Chapman, those are three guys that I would definitely have some exposure to against Haney. All right, what are you looking for betting wise this week, Chris? Uh, well, continuing with Haney and, and the A's, I think he can get involved with Oakland. Um, I think he can get involved, maybe a little underdog here with San Fran Bumgarner against your boy, Robbie, five and two thirds, Ray. Uh, I think there's going to continue to be some runs in Colorado and L.A. all weekend. I, I think you jump on the over. The Astros by two. Um, let's continue to roll through Texas. I, let, let's just ride out Texas, guys. I know it's Blake Snell, too, but Texas is one of the hotter teams in baseball right now. They're holding down that wild card spot. They're chasing Houston. They're getting guys back healthy, and they're getting some, some great pitching from some of their guys, too. So I think Texas for sure. And if you move over on Saturday, uh, let's jump over and, and take a look at the Cubs. Um, 
even both days, even with Castillo on the hill, I think you can involve with the Cubs. Uh, the Twins on the road with Michael Pineda doesn't matter. Avon Nova, I think this afternoon is that's a pretty good bet. And um, again, Oakland, I got to jump on Oakland as road dogs. I don't. It doesn't. It doesn't bother me at all that Tyler Skaggs is is one of the Angels' best pitchers. I think you get involved with the, with the A's as road dogs. All right, let's do it. Let's call our shot, Chris. You were absolutely on fire yesterday. Three guys, four home runs, two of them going yard, not once but twice. That was an incredible outing there. Maybe we should leave you alone more often to your devices. <laughs> and the mind of Chris Meany continues to spin and says beautiful, beautiful things like that. So you got Gurriel for two yesterday, Olsen for two yesterday. You absolutely crushed it when I was away. Now I'm back. I Hopefully I won't ruin the mojo here. No, it's so all you, where buddy. are you going today? Where are you going today, Meany? Everybody wants to know. <laughs> Everybody wants to know. Let's... I mean, I got to step back, man. You you really, you, you took it to it every, yesterday. Let me tell I you, I think brother. that just goes to show how hot you are, Joe. Let's let's have a call for Joe because he's not around. And let's, <laughs> I know it wasn't even yours. You're like, oh, I'll, throw, yeah. I'll throw a few for Joe because he's yeah. not here today. And, and then Four the homers. That's uh, right. Two. That's right. Uh, you Don't know get what? too close. Don't get too close. You might get burned. Yeah. The Astros are super cold. They really are. Um, I think it's only a matter of time before they turn things around. Two lefties coming to the hill um, against them Saturday and Sunday. Let's go with Alex Bregman. All right. There you go. I'm going to go with the moose who is going to be loose in oh, Milwaukee yeah. this weekend. I don't want to do Colorado. That's too easy. Not that it really is. You know, Milwaukee's pretty easy too, but I, I really like him over the weekend. I think moose goes yard at some point on Saturday or Sunday. So we shall see what happens there. Uh, make sure you follow us on the Twitter machine at Joe Pisa PS 17 at line star app and at line star MLB and Chris Meany, follow him as well. And uh, that'll do it for us. We'll be back again on Monday to recap the weekend for you and look ahead to Monday's games. We're getting ever closer to the all-star break too. the futures game is happening. Lots of exciting stuff. Mm-hmm. There's going to be more young talent coming into major league baseball. That FanDuel is going to underprice. Oh my <laughs> God. It's going to be so exciting. Chris I can't get enough of it we hope you have a great weekend we know we got the July 4th holiday coming up as well so uh, lots of exciting things lots of exciting times and we're gonna be here for all the excitement there's nothing left to do for us except step out of the on deck circle and into the batter's box and go yard we'll see you next time kids you've been listening to the DFS on deck podcast brought to you by line star hit subscribe tell a friend and stay tuned for the next episode from fantasy baseball experts Joe Pizapia and Chris Mene.